This podcast was recorded for the Sound Environment Show on Radio Galari. Radio Galari is a community radio station based in the Kimberley, Western Australia. For more information, go to www.galari.com. And hey there, Mr. Happy Squid, you move so psychedelically. You hypnotize with your magic dance on animals in the sea, for sure. This is the Sound Environment Animal of the Week. Uh, even when he's not when he's not here, we get to hear Jason's voice on the radio. <laughs> That's right. So, um, well, he's not here, but um, Caitlin, you've got an animal of the week for us tonight. What is I the animal? Have and I picked this animal because I've recently noticed there's one of them living underneath my microwave in my kitchen, and every time I go into the kitchen, it pops out, looks at me. And then turns away and walks off in disgust. I feel like this is going to be a game of 20 questions. So it's smaller than a bread box. It lives under the microwave. <laughs> it's a gecko. Ah, gecko. That's right. And in, oh, well, I mean, is there a house in the Kimberley that doesn't have a couple of geckos in it? I've got a few. And some of them run around and some of them kind of yell and squeak at me when I go past. <laughs> And some of them bark. But apparently, I didn't realise this, there are nine different species of geckos living in the Kimberley. But you're probably the ones in your house are the Asian house gecko. Ah, okay. No, I didn't, I didn't know that. Are the Asian house... I mean, are, are they... Asiatic house geckos, sorry. Are the Asiatic house geckos not native? Or, I mean, I, it sounds like they're from Asia, but I'm... <laughs> but I wasn't sure if that was just the name. Or Strangely. They, no, yes, they're not um, endemic. They are not from here. They um, they came to Asia by freight. Um, so they, they sh- um, I guess they stowed away on ships and in boxes and, and then appeared. And, in my- so, and that's why they are exclusively, pretty much exclusively found in towns and in houses. Ah. They, don't, they don't live out in the wild here. They like houses. I, okay, so that's why I've seen so many in my tea towel drawer and in my swag at home, but I've never <laughs> but seen never it. seen one when you've gone camping. Yeah, <laughs> suddenly it all becomes clear. <laughs> and I've got to say, you know, the native geckos that um, are from around here are much more interesting looking little lizards. They're way cuter. Oh, they've got stripes and spots and all sorts of crazy patterns and bright colours and funny shaped tails. Um, you know, so the variety of shapes... And, and patterns that you get in geckos is pretty pretty interesting. They're some of the most colourful lizards out there. Mm. Oh, gorgeous little creatures. So here are some gecko facts. They don't have eyelids. Oh. Instead, their eyes are just covered by a membrane and they have to lick them to keep them moist. So if you ever see a gecko licking its eye, then it's, it's got a legitimate reason. That's right. It's got um, a bad case of dry eye. Uh, the biggest gecko ever found in the world was about 60 centimetres long. That's a pretty big gecko. That's a big, that's a big enough gecko to scare me. Yeah. Uh, and that, um, that one was from New Zealand. Um, they're unfortunately probably extinct now. Oh. Uh, they would have been killed by introduced species to New Zealand after, after Europeans got there. Well, it's a bit less scary now that I know it's extinct, <laughs> but that's still sad. Like, like all the other large animals in and birds in New Zealand, it's it's no longer with us, and the only known specimen is in a museum in France. So. <laughs> um, one of the most awesome thing, things about geckos, though, is their ability to climb and their ability to stick on walls. Oh, they're incredible, aren't they? They are amazing, and they do that through um, these tiny little hairs on the, un- on the side of their feet called setae, and they have 14,000 of these hairs per square millimetre. That's mind-boggling. That's a lot of hair. And because these hairs are so fine and so tiny, what actually keeps them stuck to their wall 
is this thing called Van der Waals force. It's actually a molecular force. This is like this yeah. is the force that holds molecules together. Is what's holding geckos to your ceiling. That's astonishing. <laughs> oh wow! So that's pretty cool. Geckos are tapped into the energy of the universe, and that's how they stay on your wall. Are we all tapped into the energy <laughs> of the universe? <laughs> geckos no. are a bit more in a bit more of a practical way. Maybe. I know. Yeah, they, they're actually using the force. Actively using the force. Actively using the force, Luke. <laughs> um, uh, so geckos, tiny Jedi's that we didn't realise. <laughs> and this wouldn't be uh, the Sound Environment Animal of the Week if we, if we didn't talk about species sex. Right. So, what's geckos, the on gecko? There's a bit of variety. Um, ge- you know, there's a lot of gecko species out there. There's a couple of thousand. They all do it a bit differently. Um, you know, our Asian house geckos obviously like to call out for their mates with that wonderful barking <laughs> chirp noise. And then uh, they like to, like I said, lay my eggs, their eggs in all of my tea towel drawers. That's right, or in your shed, or uh, in your swag. That's always fun. <laughs> so that that call is a mating call. That then. is a mating call. That's a male gecko telling all the ladies that he's there and he's ready to go. Oh. Uh, some geckos do a little dance. Can imagine that would be quite cute. Apparently, nipping the ladies uh, at the base of the tail is considered sexy in gecko land. They like a bit of mouth-to-butt action. I'm sorry. <laughs> so a nip on the tail. You know, look, I mean, th- these these are not cross-species romance tips. This is gecko-specific, so, you know. No, but I tell you what, if you're a lady gecko and you're just not into it... What do you do? You can just have babies. Just by you yourself? Just, just do it. Yeah. You know, you don't need no man. No. Or, most, or even another female gecko. Just no, most species of geckos, they want a baby. They can just have one. That's incredible. What's, what is the name for that process? Uh, it's called parthenogenesis. Parthenogenesis. The act of having... Virgin birth. Um, that's right. That's, that's what happened in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Remember in the very that's, first Jurassic Park movie, they made all of the dinosaurs female so they couldn't have babies and get out of control? And, and they were wrong. That's right. So they forgot about parthenogenesis. Actually, I think Jurassic Park might have been that the dominant females turned male like a lot of fish. Anyway, uh, it, it is a, a good plot for a horror movie. Uh, well, especially if we went back to the 60-centimetre-long, now extinct... <laughs> that's right. ...New Zealand gecko. Well, actually, what geckos have used this for, evolutionarily speaking, is that um, they tend to sort of get washed away on logs and things, and mm. they can colonise remote islands. And so if one female gecko finds herself washed up on a remote island, she can have babies and she can populate that entire island. Of course, the drawback mm. is that you won't have much um, genetic, genetic diversity. Mm. So you might have a few mutant geckos on your hand after a while, or they might be prone to g- genetic disorders. But one female gecko is all it takes to have a bit of a plague. Astonishing. Well, and that's, and that's geckos for us. Mm. Thank you so much for that animal of the week, Caitlin. You're welcome. 